All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, girl, dad, right? So I'm like, I'm watching my TV shows. I'm living my normal dad life. And I'm like, man, this, 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 hashtag this whole concept of of girl dad um it goes so much deeper than i think just taking a daughter out for ice cream right it's it's so much deeper than just showing up at a, a a basketball game and cheering on your daughter when she's shooting a free throw um it, it it's a it's a commitment it's a lifelong uh journey and because you love them, because we love them, each and every step means something to us. Um, whereas most people are looking for that knockout punch, you know, in life or that huge, you know, lottery ticket. Um, you know, any real parent, any real loving mom or any real loving dad understands that the beauty is in the calm. The beauty is in the silence. The beauty is in every single step that adds up to 10,000, right? The, the the real beauty and strength of a woman is not her lipstick, is not how she gets her hair done. It's not the high heels. The, the, the true beauty of the woman is not for sale in any way. You can't buy it. And I feel like that's why we try so hard to market and sell things to women of, of, of various backgrounds, right? It's almost like you almost have to trick women into thinking that the only way they can be who they are is to go and buy it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this, this topic of girl dad, um, really you can approach it in three ways. That's prevention, like what you will work so hard to prevent your daughter from running into, right? Those daddy issues. Um, then number two is childhood. Like what they go through in childhood, the journey, the, the things that you've seen, the things that you've heard, and, and maybe some of the experiences and takeaways that, like me, you see in you know pop culture, TV, media, social media, movies, and, and all that. And then last is adulthood. You know, in my opinion, we prepare our boys for manhood. In each and every step of the way, we prepare our boys for manhood. Don't cry. Stick your chest out. Do some bicep curls. Play football. You know, be the first. You know, first to strike. Strike first. Cobra Kai. But with our daughters, we have to prepare them for reality, right? They've got doll houses. They've got Barbies with full attire, changing uh, 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 attire. They've got jewelry. Girls are looking at calendars. Girls already know what uh, uh, dress measurements are, sizes of shoes are, sizes of outfits. They know, (laughs) daddy, you're not supposed to be awake now. You're supposed to be asleep. They know schedules, right? As men, we teach our daughters reality. We teach our boys manhood. They know how to throw a football really well. Your daughter is going to tell you that she wants to be a doctor or a lawyer. 
or she, in, in my daughter's case, she thinks she's the police sometimes. So yeah, I started with prevention. Now prevention is, it's that backpedal, it's that hitting the brakes, it's that I am going to buy a shotgun now that I've got a little girl mindset to protect her. That prevention is that fear of everything that you maybe laughed at when you were, uh, you laughed at it when you were a boy. You laughed at it when you were in your teens. You laughed at it when you were a young man, you now, and now you can't really laugh at it, can you? You laughed at those things. Oh man, yeah, you know, dude. And this dude's always on some girl. Yeah, we're yeah, we're best friends and this, that, and the other. And it used to be funny. Now you fear your daughter running into a guy like Dave, like Marcus, like Tom. You know? You you fear that. And instead of and I'm not trying to say this to put anybody on blast. Instead of trusting the intelligence of your daughter, just like one day your wife had to have this intelligence, instead of entrusting your daughter with the intelligence, you immediately go to fear. You immediately use the, the, the fear of missing out, right? <laughs> it's that fear of missing out mindset. You're going to go to hell if you wear this. You're going to get raped if you wear that. And don't don't you bring no Rudy Poop boys in my house. Like, we, we use these fear tactics. So, you know, you scare the daylights out of this girl. And then you wonder why they're doing stuff on the sneak behind your back. And <laughs> you, you, you find out, you know, years down the road. Oh, wait, wait you guys have been dating since how long? Like, I know I said don't date and marry any guys with no tattoos, but this guy is actually okay. Well, daddy, growing up, you said I could never date or marry a guy with tattoos because they were trash. They, uh, you know, they go to hell and this, that, and the other. So, like, that prevention mindset is, is it's maybe one of the most endearing and, and beautiful parts of fatherhood. And, um... That can be used the right way. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be scare the daylights out of your daughter or make her so fearful of men that she never wants to touch another man ever. It can be done in the right way. And, and this is why I'm saying this. Those daddy issues, right? Those daddy issues, mommy issues, they never quite go away. And, and I'll be honest now and, and, and say that, I mean, half of the, the men and women I know were either molded positively or negatively by their mommy-daddy issues. Because if it's something that hurts you and you don't want it to hurt your kids, you'll implement a system, you'll implement your life toward them, you know, as a parent a little bit different, Right. So this is what I'm saying. Those daddy issues, those mommy issues, you don't have to to, to boogeyman and, and Jason and Freddie and, and scare the daylights out of your kids or just completely run for the hills and bypass the, the conversation altogether. It doesn't have to be that. You can be their cheerleader as their dad. 
and I had a, a, my boss, also a friend of mine, um, just like, she was like jumped all over me one day, just like almost uppercut, like elbow to the face. Like, I'm like, huh? And she was like, you better love your daughter. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was like, love her. I'm like, I will. What are you talking about? And she's like, you better love her. And she broke it down. She was like, the difference between my success and the girls that did not have it, the girls that were always crying on my shoulder, the girls that always wished they had my dad, the girls that weren't succeeding in life, or the girls that always let guys just run them over, was I had a dad as my cheerleader in my life. He was supportive of the things that I did. And he gave me those small teaching moments. Remember how I said earlier, you know, those those 10,000 steps add up. The beauty is in the silence. The beauty is in the calm. The beauty is in those steps. Like th those 10,000 steps add up. It all starts with one. Right? And each and every time you support them and help them and lead them and guide them, you're not just their dad doing it. You're the first man in their life showing them a representation and real life experience on how a man interacts in this situation. So now you should be a little bit afraid. Now you should want to <laughs> play Barbies with your daughter and, and sit around and, and, and hold the Ken doll. So now, now she knows exactly what to expect from the Ken doll when he's, you know, walking up to the house and, you know, you know, she's like, Ken, you should make breakfast. Okay, yeah, I'll make breakfast. This is what I need. Like, make it more balanced instead of just being one-sided. <laughs> because what you don't teach your daughter about men, she gets to learn from this idiot. Some new dude, some new trashy dude down the hall in the dorm room. Because he's teaching her that new energy. She didn't know that was coming. She didn't know she could she could be tricked. She could be fooled, right? <laughs> hey, men, we run into it all the time. We get used and abused by people all the time, male and female. They use you for your athleticism. They use you for your money. They use you for your name. They use you for your friends. Like we get used all the time. So yes, we should prepare and prevent that from happening to our daughters. It it happens through cheerleading. It happens through conversation. It happens through being there. You can't just show up for that knockout punch that we see in, in the Rocky Balboa movies that we see in the, the, like, it doesn't work like that. It's not about what you checked off on your, your box. Sometimes you really just have to ask, baby, you, you know, I love you, right? You know, I care about you. Do, do you understand that? Do you know it? Sometimes we just have to sit and clarify. Well, daddy, I don't like that you always do this when, you know, it's my time for track meets or it's my time for games or I miss just having cereal with you. You know, like these girls are intelligent. If they're intelligent enough to fear you, they're intelligent enough to spend time with you and, and, and enjoy it and have a great time with it. Right. They're going to know when they do and don't want to be around you. You know, I'm not trying to make myself sound old or anything, but they don't want to be around old dad all the time. They got to go live life for themselves. 
That's what, that's why you're teaching them the alphabet so they can think for themselves, right? <clears throat> they can't be around you all day, but hey. The prevention, those mommy, those daddy issues, because it's all kids, it's not just daughters. Boys have it too. Um, those preventative moments and keeping your sons and daughters from having those daddy issues, those mommy issues. Um, sometimes you have to just sit and think like, am I doing the right thing in this moment? Right? It's easy to yell at your kids. It's easy to bark at your kids. And if you came from a generation that got whoopings, it's easy to whoop your kids and act like, you know, everything's going to be okay. You know, I, I whooped the discipline into them. I scared the, the, the bad behavior out of them. I threatened them well enough this time to where they fear me enough to not do it anymore. Do they understand what they did wrong, right? So in that prevention, in that prevention, there should be a healthy balance of putting your time in, right? So, so now you can say, hey, well, honey, like, I've seen all your games. I know what your grades are like. I know what your people are like. I know what your friends are like. What's up? What's going on? You got to put your time in for that. It, it's like the military, right? You can't just walk up and go through boot camp and think you're going to walk out with all these medals and awards on, right? You got to put your time in. How do I know that someone's proficient and efficient in something? Well, let's go over to Sports Center. The QBR, the, the, the quarterback rating, um, is a certain way for a reason. It's because they're watching all these details that add up over time. You don't just do that in the fourth quarter. You got to play the whole game. You got to put in those minutes, put in the, put in that time. So if we're really preventing those mommy and daddy issues, as I stated repeatedly, let's be that cheerleader. Let's put our time in. Let's do a great job. Now, number two, childhood, right? 5 a.m. My daughter walks in. And I start to hear a noise from down the hall. I hear like a little bit of door opening. I'm like, nah, that's just, that's a dream. Then I start to kind of hear these little, you know, onesie pajama footsteps walk up toward our bed. Then I hear and feel this energy come over to my side. Daddy, I need to go to the bathroom. My daughter's four. <laughs> Girl, dad. <laughs> My daughter's four, so she came over to my side, right? Not my wife's. She didn't ask for mommy's help. She came over to my side, asked me for help. We go to the bathroom, pull up was loaded. <laughs> and and now because of you know her age, now you know my wife is a little bit more instrumental in teaching her like what girls do, how girls, you know, hygiene is, because I mean, she's talking now. <laughs> so last thing you want is some kind of cancel culture. Well, daddy didn't do this and daddy didn't do that. No, that that, that girl is, is one day going to become a woman. I know four is a lot, a, a lot uh, uh, farther away from 14, you know, than we think it is. But it comes quick and she's talking. So now she knows 
you know, more, more of what to do. And I am there for support. I am there as needed. But hey, before this, your boy was all over the diapers. I did the dirty diapers. I did the blowouts. I did whatever was necessary. Uh, I just wasn't messing up my clothes. <laughs> I, I, I had to tell my wife, I'm like, hey, um, this is a blowout. I'm not getting my clothes dirty. If you want the neighbors to see me in my in, in my nakedness, you can leave the blinds open, but you're probably going to want to close those. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I did all that. And now as we're getting a little bit older and we got a little bit more control, we're knowing the ABCs. We can recall full moments from, uh, 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 you know, days and weeks ago and people in detail. Yeah, now we're starting to be a little bit more proactive in teaching her how to, you know, be be hygienically sound. So yeah, we're cleaned up and we're walking back. She says, Daddy, can you hold me? I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll hold you. And I'm carrying her back to her room. And as we're getting back to the room, she said, Daddy, can you sing to me? And anybody that knows me knows that I sing to my daughter every night. Um, I made up a song for her because I just, I don't know, none of the songs that people sing really fits. I made up her own song with her name, <laughs> just for her. And I've been singing that to her ever since she was uh, a baby. And I finally get her back to bed. I love you, daddy. I love you too, honey. I close the door. I love you, daddy. I'm talking through the door now. I love you too, honey. Good night. Have a good sleep. See you in the morning. <laughs> Even though it's five o'clock, I'm about to get up and drink coffee, right? <laughs> in like two minutes. <laughs> but bathroom with daddy, that's bonding time. That's childhood. I need those moments, right? You need those moments. We need those moments. If she can't depend on me in her weakest state, in her sleepiest state, in the, the simplest of times, then who is she going to reach for in the, the darkest and the nastiest of times, right? It ain't going to be me because whoever you reach for in times of need, in times of pain, in times of confusion, when you're rebuilding, when you're hurt, when you're lost, whoever you reach for at that time is who you bond with the most. Girl, dad. So, also, like, look at the toys, right? As a girl, dad, you have to look at the toys in the childhood. And I honestly am so thankful for the pink Power Ranger, the yellow Power Ranger now, because girls have those, like, iconic figures to look up to that have swords and knives and guns and, and, and a weaponized form of, of living, right? <laughs> like, it's not accurate at all that boys have rifles and toy rifles and G.I. Joes and G.I. Joes have rifles and guns and boys know how to weaponize their masculinity while girls only know how to cook it <laughs> or put it in high heels. <laughs> so it's like, hey, Doc McStuffins, great, amazing, thank you. We've put this intelligence into action. We've put our divine feminine energy on a, a, a lower scale, as a little girl, into action. Wonderful. But, hey, let's, I got to call BS on this. Like, women don't need to fight like men to fight. But 
the the pink Power Ranger and the yellow Power Ranger so necessary, so necessary. Because what else can girls play with that's anything close to that? You gotta wait until the Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel. You can't use Black Widow because she got cleavage. How are you gonna teach your daughter what cleavage is? You you never will. That's your wife's job. <laughs> like that's. Okay, first period. Okay, now you understand why Black Widow wears her clothes like this. Now, they've probably been talking about bodies. If they're intelligent young ladies, they've been talking about bodies with their moms or their friends or their sisters, grandma, auntie. <laughs> they've been talking about it. But Girl Dad, if you look at the toys, it is kind of hard because you have to be honest with yourself and say, all right. Bob the Builder can actually build something. If your little kid, if your little boy is dressed up as Bob the Builder, you can take him into Menards and that world applies. When you're dressed up as Barbie, you can't go anywhere but the toy store after playing with Barbies and the world applies. When you're playing with G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe is in the army. You can look around and point it at some guy and be like, Dad, that's G.I. Joe. You know, hey, Dad, that's G.I. Joe. Yes, it is. It applies. So as a girl, Dad, I love those teaching moments where I can look at my daughter and say, yeah, see, honey, this is this and this applies to this. I love to make it apply and connect. Right. So one thing I did skip over, which I, I probably should have mentioned earlier, you got to be there for all of these moments which is hard. Like we're not always there for all of these moments in the childhood, which eventually comes to that, that preventative part of, you know, um, of parenthood. And this is where the daddy and mommy issues come from. I'm watching red notice. And wouldn't you know that one of the focal driving points of the movie. Okay is Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne The Rock Johnson dealing with their daddy issues. It's how they became who they are, right? And this lack of support, name-calling, bashing, didn't get enough time, made them choose someone else. Remember I said, who you reach out to, in the times of need, of hurt, of pain, of loss, of boredom, who you reach out to is who you bond with. And that's that's something that you can't you can't disregard, right? And like pe pe people in their marriages understand this full well. You're always away. You're always away. This man is always spending time with me. So your wife, your wife cheats and it's like, how can you really be mad? You weren't even there. And I mean, it happens men and women. It's a whole different topic, but who you spend time with is who you bond with, right? And it's not just that you're there. It's that you're going through different scenarios. And as a dad, as a mom, you can give a voice to those scenarios and speak ahead of time. Or speak to them directly, you know, watching the news, <laughs> watching moms run all over each other during Black Friday and just laugh. You can speak to these moments, you know, as, as they're coming. Now, fast forward to present day. 
I'm watching the Hawkeye show, which is like uh, uh, Girl Dad Supreme because of the way Haley Steinfeld is in the show, the way Her Jeremy Renner, um, like he's Girl Dad points. He gets all the Girl Dad points with his daughter, but now he's, you know, having to look after and care for a young Hawkeye. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta insert here because we're talking about childhood childhood in the girl dad mode um a villain right and you're like what a villain who's the villain i don't know very much about the hawkeye universe i don't know very much about the black widow universe <sighs> they're characters that i did not um learn about growing up them or the shield characters i didn't start to fall in love with them until i got older but the villain that we've been zooming in on and looking at at the end of season uh, episode two i'm sorry we get to do her backstory now right which is like very important we're talking about girl dad we're talking about you know daddy issues mommy issues and childhood they open up into her childhood so boom right off the bat we're looking at this girl right and She's listening to what the teacher says and watching her mouth very carefully. This girl is deaf. And her teacher is looking at her and starts walking toward her and says, do you need the interpreter? And starts to, you know, starts to kind of mouth it to her, you know, as if she can't hear because she's deaf. The teacher looks down at the girl's homework assignment. It's completed fully without any help before the whole rest of the class. Like she's actually beat the whole class and filling out the homework assignment before they even go home. Now, that's like one thing. Then we find out that the girl is, um, you know, missing a limb, <laughs> right? And there's this beautiful moment where she's talking to her uncle because her mom and her dad aren't there. She's talking to her uncle and her uncle is telling her, I can't afford to send you to a deaf school. You're going to have to make do with what you've got. You're intelligent. You read lips very well. And he's like, I believe, doing some type of sign language. These type of moments, right, are specifically what define and separate the difference between, I want to say, quality parents and those that continue to stay where they're at and continue to be the victim, right? It's hard, right? It's hard raising kids. But these moments are what drive us all, especially those of you listening, drive us all to do better. You want better for your kids. Now, if their mom and dad isn't in the picture anymore and they've, they've left you as the uncle, as the aunt, and this is the best you can do, this is the best you can do. But there is a major difference in not having the money to be able to send your child to a deaf school versus choosing between Doritos and cheesy triangles from, you know, Walmart because your pockets are a little bit low. You're a little broke. You got low budget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, those cheesy triangles might not be so bad. But if you can't afford the deaf school, you're at a, a significant disadvantage for just learning and teaching life skills. 
So we use that pain to do better for our child, right? And, and let me add to that for a second. If you ever train or compete against someone with a disability, they turn that missing limb or that disability into a re-ability, where now they don't want you to feel sorry for them anymore. They don't want you to feel bad for them anymore. They want you to show up and show out and go at them 100%. It's on. Let's go. Because now you're in my house. <laughs> so they turn that disability into a reability. Okay? If it's a missing limb, to them it's a scar. Line up. So, it's all about how we handle those small moments and how we build ourselves back up. And I think that the most significant thing about a, a girl dad in, in being around for that childhood is just, like I said, continuing to be there for every step. Because in our adulthood, in our adulthood, up to that point, the preparation, as I said earlier, for the boys, it's all about manhood. For the girls, it's all about reality. And as a dad, as a good dad, when you're teaching that reality, it brings forth such beautiful balance, right? Instead of being the stereotypical male or the stereotypical female, when the, when, when the parent of the opposite gender feeds you that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Your future expectations and reality are so much smoother, right? When you're getting married and it's time to go furniture shopping, you know the deal. At some point, your brain is just going to give out <laughs> as a man. <laughs> your brain is like, oh my God, it's like the same thing. The curtain, the breath. Well, God, it's the same thing, babe. It's the same thing. The chair, just if you need some chairs, just get some chairs. Let's go. It's no different with women, with the ladies. You know, oh my God, who who's winning? Who's the winning team? <laughs> who's your team? Who's your favorite team? Who is that guy? <laughs> it's like you're just asking all these questions. We just don't know. We grow up different, right? But when you've got that balance and when you've been molded and shaped a little bit different, it can be such a beautiful thing. Now, it is, it, I'm, as I'm, I stated earlier, teaching the boys manhood, teaching the girls reality, it is really sexist, right? Hugely misogynistic that you would just teach your boys manhood and not reality, Right? Gent to be kind, I won't say a gentleman, to be kind, open the door for a lady, you know, to, to read emotions, to understand that things like roofies and drugging women and abusing women and hurting women, that's not fun stuff to high five with the guys, Right? Teaching them to live a life that is balanced is so much better than just the manhood. And, and 
the the people that really need to take it upon themselves to teach this i hate i hate to say it moms ladies teach your young men these boys what to expect from these women you know what they're going to go after you you were young too having to dodge and reject a bunch of boys at one point you know what your sons are are going after you know what they're going to do but help them understand the relationship aspect of life, the relationship aspect in these relationships, because that balance, that that hunger. Uh, I mean, it's worth millions. It's worth billable hours with a therapist, marriage counselor, divorce attorney, divorce lawyer, whatever. All of these things that we think we can't teach our kids, that we think we can't talk to them about, that they're running into, then we're not preparing them, right? Girl, dad, one day you're going to have to make a choice between who you want to date and marry and live with. And these are a few of the things you should look for. And these are a few of the things you should look out for. This is what you should do with your money. This is how you should save. This is how you should invest. This is how much you should put away for a rainy day. And this is what you should expect from them. If they don't have it, they don't have it. You can't make that as a knock on them. If anything, I'll talk to them about it. Because not everybody has it, right? Not everybody gets it on the same level. Not everybody's complete. Not everybody's perfect. I'm not. But when you got good things and you get it good, you got to make sure people know about that and make sure you spread it and spread it well, spread it evenly across, spread the peanut butter across the whole piece of bread, right? <laughs> uh Oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> all right, you all, I'm gonna cut it off. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Girl, dad is such a journey. We try to prevent them from going into danger in all the harm's way. We try to give them a great childhood. We try to give them a great pathway up to adulthood. Um, but ultimately, all it depends on is just being there, loving them, and allowing them to live a life that we can honestly say, I was there for you in this. I was there for you in that. Or I spoke to this or I spoke to that. Don't hide from it. Don't run from it. Don't be such a caveman that you just slam down your fist and you want them to just understand. Just be there. Take your time. Talk through the difficult moments. Ask them how they feel. Ask them how they feel about you. Ask them if they know that you love them. Ask them if they believe it. <laughs> you know, reach, reach, reach. Sit down and have those conversations that you're afraid to have. Honey, when you get older, you know, what do you think kind of men are out there? What do you think of dating? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? What are you hearing? What are your friends talking about? Who's a cool, who are the coolest girls in school? Who are the coolest guys in school? Where do you, where do you, where do you sit? You know, just ask those questions. <laughs> Because school is so much of a social experiment that if you don't speak to that, the relationship aspect of school, 
you're just slamming them down before they even get a chance to get up. Yeah, it's about education. Yes, there are athletics, but the social aspect of life that they're going to go through at the most awkward time in their lives when their bodies are bending and shaping and stretching and moving, if you're not going to talk about the most important part in life, which is relationships and how they look at school and view school, I mean, how is that fair? You actually, you, you're actually asking them to go through all of the problems you went through all over again. Okay, I'm rambling. Time to eat. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share these messages. I'll see you soon.